Do you normally follow me on TikTok? I'm guessing you haven't seen me for a while. That's because I've been battling a crushing shadow ban. And I also have an account warning. As most of you know, I got banned over a year ago and it's been a struggle getting back to where I was. And these shadow bans aren't helping. To try to save this account, I've put my TikTok on private and I'm taking a break from TikTok until November. I've even deleted the app. If you wanna see my usual short form content, then please follow me on Instagram. The link is in the description. Again, follow me on Instagram. Also, so TikTok can't pull an Andrew Tate on me, I'm asking people to subscribe to my email list. If you do, I'll give you some cool stickers free of charge with postage paid. I'll put the link in the description for that too, but you can sign up at list.comeonmanpod.com. That's L-I-S-T dot comeonmanpod.com. Get some cool stickers and here's the show. You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, fave, subscribe, hit those notifications. If you are listening on your favorite audio platform of choice, please give us a five-star review and write out why you like the show. It helps us in the algorithms. You guys know all this already. All right. <laughs> you guys, I don't know if you guys have noticed already, but the last two weeks, I'm wearing the same shirt in the intro and the outro it's because I'm recording these all at once. <laughs> and I still have my, my Dr. Pepper zero sugar. So give that a try because it's delicious. All right. Last week we talked about the 10 pounds of gold. Why don't you comment this week, AEW championship, AEW championship, put it in the comments. If you're watching on YouTube, then I'll know that you're actually paying attention. All right. Oh, in the last couple of weeks, I haven't been trying to get you guys to check out my Patreon. Help support the show. Visit my Patreon, patreon.com slash comeonmanpod. Uh, it will help more than you know. I'm trying to build a community of like-minded guys, guys that want to level up, you know, that are actually investing in being better, right? It's, it's not one of those bullshit Facebook groups where it's, you know, anybody can join and then you got all these cherry pickers that don't want to do the work, right? Like the these are guys that are serious, right? Because they're they're actually paying a monthly subscription to be in the group. Uh, so they actually give a shit. You know what I mean? They're going to level up. I don't know if you guys can hear my dog breathing over here, but she's breathing pretty hard. <laughs> All right. Check out my Patreon. Link in the description. Um, joining me this week. Man, I really like this guy. This was a fun conversation. Uh, I've been following him for a while on TikTok. Uh after our interview, his original account got banned. Uh, his account was Viking Dad Wisdom. And uh, I think it's Viking D Dad Wisdom too now uh, because he got banned. So he's rebuilding. Um, I'll put a link to his, his uh, TikTok in the description, but he makes some really compelling videos. He's a country boy. You know, he's a country boy. He's got a big, long beard. Uh, and he's ripped, you know, like he's a big buff dude and he's got this red pill shit down, man. Like he, his content is like, I love it. Um, and he's not one of those negative Nancy's either. You know, he's not like just shitting on women, right? Like he, the stuff that he talks about makes a lot of sense and helps you actually understand women better. Uh, and it's, um, useful, useful content. So his name is Clint Chapman, better known as Viking dad wisdom. And I will bring you that conversation 
right after this. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, you, I'm going to make this real quick. I know you hate ads. If you like this show, if you love this podcast, if you think more men should tune in, then you should consider joining my Patreon. You will be supporting the show and I get to help more men level up their lives. There's now five tiers available starting as low as $5 a month. It's like buying me a beer and each tier gives you better bonuses. Visit patreon.com slash come on man pod to sign up. That's patreon.com slash come on man pod. One last time. That's patreon.com slash come on man pod. Help me help more men level up and be better with women. All right. Joining me this week is a man with a magnificent beard and an even more magnificent haircut. <laughs> His name is Clint Chapman, and he's better known on TikTok as Viking Dad Wisdom. What's going on, Clint? What's going on, man? Good to be here. That's good. I'm glad you glad you like being here. Uh, first off, <laughs> a hard hitting topic. I'm sure my listeners want to know more about. You raise chickens. Mm-hmm. How long have you I been sure doing do. that? Uh, for about a year or two now. Okay. Um, I have uh, dabbled in chickens, and there's a lot there's a lot to know about them because uh, growing up with animals, it was a little bit easier. But people, I, I've noticed that once you get into chickens, you start to meet the other people that are into chickens, and some of them are nearby, some of them are far away, and the worst mistake they ever make is they go by like almost like pedigree chickens, like pet chickens. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like a, a, a female when she gets a little cute dog and she bought the dog because it was cute, but she didn't know that it had all of these problems that come with them. And so when we decided to have chickens, she had already wanted them. And I was like, ah. and then I started to think about all the benefits of having them. Um, she went and got like silky chickens. That's what all the, the wives and females love because they're just pretty gorgeous little chickens. You can collect them like you can Pokemon cards and they're just like getting all the, I got a blue one. I got a red one. I got this one. I got this one, but they're very finicky. They're hard to take care of. They're small. So predators love them and um, they can't fly like the regular chickens can. So they can't get away from anything. So we went from like 14 chickens to like two real fast because of sickness and predators and everything else. And uh, so I, being the country guy I am, went and bought mutts. Like I just went and bought mutts from the guys at the local trade market, went and got 13, 14 of those at a time. And uh, it just kind of went on from there. And then I went and recently bought uh, a new rooster. His name's Raymond because he's an Asian breed. So I named him after like Raymond noodles and uh, <laughs> like, like ramen. Yeah. Yeah. Except I pronounce it Raymond. Like everybody loves Raymond. Everybody keeps going, but it's ramen. I'm like, yeah, but it sounds funnier. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. 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 And so he, uh, basically he's the Terminator. 
So uh, I've got him out there right now. He's a little under the weather right now because usually when you – that's something else that guys, people don't know. When you get chickens from somebody and you bring them home, within the first few days, they're probably going to get sick. And so you have to have all the medicines to give them to try to see if they're going to get better or not. So he's a little coffee, got some snot going and stuff right now. So I'm trying to get him fixed up. But you just uh, go to like a feed store, like tractor supply and get some uh, uh, animal antibiotics or something. Yes, I actually made like a 25 point thread on Twitter. Trying to help everybody with the things that you might need to have and what kinds of chickens to get. I, I saw because, that. I saw your thread on chickens and I was like, this is hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and I thought everybody's going to go, where did this come from? Because my page is not normally like that. But I was like, guys, somebody needs to know this because this is going to save them hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. and it's free information. So, you know, but you got to get all the different medications. There's ones to get and you can, and it's a good place to make a community. You know, we don't make communities anymore. And you can get community-wise with these other people that keep chickens, and they can tell you the secrets. There's, there's whole, there's a whole chicken culture. Yes, yes. <laughs> there is a, there is a chicken family out there online, and I didn't know anything about it till I started uh, getting some, and then I started finding like I, I, I liked one picture of a chicken, and then all of these Instagram accounts started being suggested to me, and I did not know that it was so big. So I actually made a, a side Instagram account just for the chickens because people were talking so much about them. I was like, they might find this interesting. So, so, you, have you, a, so you have a separate chicken account now? Yes, I have. Um, I don't know if I can say the, the word for rooster. Yeah. But, uh, it's, oh, go, Clint, go ahead. it's Clint's Cock Castle. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You know, uh, going back to... Uh, chicken antibiotics and stuff like that. Uh, if if anybody's out there that's a little bit of a prepper and you didn't know this, uh, you can buy antibiotics for animals, right? Like you could buy fish amoxicillin. It's literally mm-hmm. the same amoxicillin that you would get prescribed, and it's the same dosage. And uh, yep. you could you could go buy that just over the counter and have it on hand in case the world's ending and you need antibiotics for your family. Just putting that out there. A lot of people don't know that. Yep. And there's a lot of people that do that. And you don't realize that they're taking like horse antibiotics. Uh, a famous podcaster might, may or may not have done that when he had the beer bug. But uh, that's <laughs> is, that's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you could buy uh, just like amoxicillin, right? That's not specifically for fish. They, they you know, if you have a, a bad bacterial infection or whatever, not bad, uh, if you have a some kind of bacterial, you know, sinus infection or whatever, they'll give you amoxicillin for that. It's the same dosage. It's kind of just kind of an interesting thing that I've learned over the years. Uh, totally unrelated to my normal content, but <laughs> it, it must work too, because you can give that medicine to those animals and they're good within a few days. So if it's working for them and it's the same stuff, it's got to work for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, just a little something to put in your notebook. So do you raise chickens primarily for the eggs or do you uh, use them for meat too? Uh, I just had that conversation with the oldest kid because we were talking about that the other day and he asked me, why don't we have these? If they're, he said, how much are eggs at the store? And we told him, we said, so is it cheaper to buy them at the store or to have them? 
And I said, well, here's the deal. They're not the same eggs mm-hmm. because you can take a store-bought egg and my eggs, crack them in the same pan, look at the yolk, and you can tell the difference in the color. And it's because there's more vitamins and nutrients in those eggs. Mm-hmm. So we, we eat the eggs and use them. And then I told him, I said, worst case scenario, we eat the chickens. So we save them. We, we basically get eggs off of them now. And then we use them to breed. We've actually got some duck eggs in the incubator right now. And some of those are duck eggs are good. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to grow us some more ducks out of that, but um, use the eggs and then, you know, stuff hits the fan. I guess we eat the chickens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Got it. I, I read in a book once called uh, man 2.0 engineering the alpha. Uh, great book, by the way, uh, that eggs help boost testosterone. And as a chicken and an egg expert, do you know anything about that? I have heard about that. There's guys online, you know, they always find the new secret. And there's a couple guys on right now riding the raw egg circuit. Like they're talking about they drink like five or six raw eggs a day, like like uh, Rocky did. And um, they're talking about how much it, it boosts your body and everything. And I will tell you, just if I'm going by my energy level, I can tell even from the day to day of when I eat the eggs and when I don't on my energy level. Mm-hmm. So it must do something to boost a little bit of your body, like maybe, I don't know, metabolism, body, something. Um, and then I, when I was first getting into fitness, basically my diet was only eggs and bacon chicken and rice, fish and rice, and then whatever I had for dinner, which would be some vegetables and meat and something like that. And I got the leanest I ever got during those times because I was living by myself. I only paid, I only, dude, I only bought $60 worth of groceries a week. Yeah. I, I could I easily live on that. I could easily live on that. I never understood why my ex-wife would spend $400 on groceries every time she went grocery shopping. I'm like, are you as soon as we we got divorced, I like I just planned my meals out throughout the week, and I'm like mm-hmm. I'm easily trying to get under a hundred bucks. <laughs> so I, I would I would argue that the eggs do have an effect as mm-hmm. long as you get eggs that have the proper nutrients. So if you can get them from somebody, or if you can get them from some kind of organic place, I know that some people are like, well, you know, that's kind of frou frou or whatever, kind of hipster like, but it matters. Just like the other day, uh, you made that joke about grass-fed beef and everything. Yeah. Um, it matters. Like mm-hmm. the, the kind of meat and everything. That's why you pay $200 for this steak and you pay $12.99 for this steak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. the the I, I do joke about the, the grass-fed stuff because I really don't give a shit about it. I, I do live <laughs> in ranch country and I dated mm-hmm. a ranch uh, a ranch chick who raised cattle mm-hmm. out here. And that, that's, who, that's who told me that. That's why I yeah. put that video out. She's like, yeah, all of our, all of our cows are grass fed uh, pretty much up until, th- until they're butchered. Then, you know, right before we, uh, they, they go to butcher, they put them in a feedlot for like a month or two to fatten them up with corn. And she says in, in all the meat that you buy in the supermarket, none of it has, uh, hormones in it because by the time they actually slaughter them, it's out of their system if they've mm-hmm. had them to begin with. And, and so she's like, when you eat it, there's no hormones in it anymore. And and the corn is really just to add 
fat, which is for flavor. So when you're yeah. buying grass fed beef, it just has less fat in it, you know, mm -hmm. but if you're, if you, like, I'm a, I'm a keto guy right now, I'm doing carnivore, but oh, really, yeah. So, so fat eating fat is like your fuel source. So I actually like the fattier cuts, which are usually mm -hmm. corn fed. Uh, but that's just a preference. But as far as eggs go, my, uh, former father-in-law, I call him my father outlaw. He, uh, he always raised chickens and they're always, they were always like actual free range, you know, free range mm -hmm. where they, they walk around, they're eating bugs and stuff like stuff yeah. that they they're, they're supposed to eat naturally. And that's why they have a lot of the, the nutrients that they yeah. do. And whereas, uh, chickens that are raised on a, on a, you know, chicken farm are, are not, you know, free range, even the ones you buy in the store that say free range, uh, that's a, that's a term I learned in the, the movie, uh, supersize me too. I don't know if you've yeah. seen that. Have you seen supersize me too? Mm -hmm. And yeah. he talks, they talk about how free range just means they have access to the outside, but those chickens are so pumped full of hormones. They're, they're, um, they're genetically bred to get bigger and fatter faster. So they, are too fat to even walk outside, but they have access. Yeah. <laughs> so they're free range now all of a sudden, yep. but it's, it's just a marketing ploy. I don't know if you saw that picture that they posted on chickens from like 1958 to right now, mm -hmm. but the, the, the weight wise and the size wise, they were only like seven kilograms back in the day. And now they're like 12, 15 kilograms already. And you can look at my chickens. Like I have baby chickens now. And uh, they've been babies for like three months now, and they're not full grown. Mm -hmm. Where whereas a regular chicken would have already been shipped out by yeah. three months, it's full grown and gone. So you, there's definitely there's definitely some stuff going in there to pump them up faster, but it shortens their lifespan significantly because it's kind of like if a, if a bodybuilder abuses steroids, one day his heart just pops. Well, that's mm -hmm. what happens to these chickens. One day they're just going to pop, but they're already gone and slaughtered by the time that happens. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it too, they say is, is it's not just they're pumped full of steroids. They're also genetically selected and bred because they want the ones that get fatter. And so they just breed mm -hmm. them into a, a, a type of chicken that just gets fat quick. Like yep. my, my mom's side of the family. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. So uh, speaking of, of big fat and stuff like that, you're, <laughs> you're in really good shape. So, Thank you. so tell me what's a, a typical weekly workout schedule look like for you? Uh, right now I am training a friend of mine because uh, basically he is the only one that has ever stuck with me on a program in my life. Mm. And I'm kind of proud of him about it. He's been doing it for about three months now. His diet is just wrong, but our regular, uh, our regular workout routine is we do uh, chest and tries, back and buys. We have a shoulder day separate, and then we have a leg day. So, and we just keep circulating those days over and over and over and over. Mm. And um, then if he's needing a day off, I'll let him have a breather or something. Because when you first start working out, you don't need to do seven days a week. And then when you've been working out for 10 years, you really don't need to do seven days a week. It's just that I need out of the house. That is my me time. Mm -hmm. So even if I'm there, if I'm noticing like my body is kind of sluggish or something, I'll ease off the weight. I'm still working out, but I'm like, it's like a deload almost. But we usually do those four day cycles like that. 
Okay. And, and uh, with him, you're doing it seven days a week. Mm-hmm. So okay. if he takes a day off, he takes a day off. He might do six or five. Yeah. Yeah. I, I learned uh, in the Navy, there was a guy that was in my division that was super ripped. And I, I asked him, I was like, what, you know, what's your workout cycle look like? And he's like, I work out every day. Uh, like uh, one, he's like, I, I try to focus on one body part. Day. Everyone has like their own way of yeah. doing it. But he, I was like, well, what about a rest day? And he goes, well, the days that I'm not working on my arms is a rest day for my arms. You yeah. know? <laughs> so I was like, Oh, I never thought about it that way. Cause everyone's always the lazy people really harp on the, the, the rest day shit, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, uh, God was, there's that guy, uh, Robert Frank, you know, he's always, yeah. he, he says, uh, you know, he, he also jokes that there's no such thing as leg day. You know, he's like leg days are like rest days. They're, they're unicorns. Yeah. They don't fucking exist. So <laughs> What's your- it's, a, it's, a, it's a very important thing, too, because people don't understand, and I won't go on went into it, but people don't understand that leg day is a compound movement mm-hmm. because unless you're completely isolating your legs on your workout, it's really working your whole body. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're always so much more tired after a leg day. That's why all those memes are online, I'm dead after leg day, because it's actually working your whole body to push those legs. And... Uh, people harp on me about my legs sometimes just because I'm always wearing pants and uh, I'm not very calf genetically gifted. Mm. Uh, so I have to work mine twice as hard as everybody else. But uh, the, the legs, the legs are very important. So you need to work them out. And if you don't work them out, that's fine. I saw this guy online uh, on TikTok yesterday. People was harping on his legs because they were, I mean, they were tiny compared to his upper body. Like it looked like he had, I thought maybe he had gotten out of a wheelchair and he was back working out and they didn't know. But he was mm. like, he's like, his answer was short and sweet. Yeah, I know my legs suck. Like, that's what he said. <laughs> like, well, man, if that's what you want to do. <laughs> hey, uh, ravishing Rick Rude says it's an upper body business, baby. You know, upper body business. So all they see, all they see on their Marvel movies is the broad shoulders and a V taper anyway, and the big arms. So why yeah, you if you're wearing out? pants, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so somebody in the audience is going to comment. Uh, go ahead. Comment. That helps in the algorithm. So you, <laughs> what's your, uh, so besides eggs, uh, what's your, and you already mentioned a little bit, like uh, uh, a little bit of chicken and rice and some meat and vegetables or whatever. Is that like what your tip, typical diet looks like in a day? Or do you, do you eat the same sh- stuff every day? It's pretty consistent. And people say that that's boring a lot of times, but consistency is the only thing that people actually like. They just don't know they do because even when your job, you like consistency. You don't like when something's outside the the, uh, normal frame of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So with a diet, the best thing with it is consistency. So like if somebody's asking me, like, for example, what I eat, um, it's going to be red meat, vegetables, chicken, fish, all the things. And it's going to be dark vegetables because the dark vegetables have more nutrients in them. And then if you're eating fruits and vegetables, the darker berries that stain your hands tend to be the ones with more vitamins in them. So like blueberries and things like that are going to be a little bit better for you than like a strawberry or watermelon. And you can eat watermelons if you're on diets, because basically all it is is water. It just doesn't have a lot of nutrients in it. Um, except for the seeds. People don't know that watermelon seeds actually have more vitamins in them than like any other seed, but it's hard to, it's hard to tell people that they're like, they don't taste good. So you mm. know what I mean? They don't want to eat them. Got it. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I uh, there's a pro wrestler I follow named um, oh, I can't, Brian Cage, and Brian mm-hmm. Cage is just fucking massive, and he, uh, I mean, he's clearly on the juice too. But yeah, people yeah. ask him about diets, and he said that all diets work uh, as long as you're consistent with it, you know. And I, I, I firmly believe that. Um, and, and what you're trying to do, because are you trying to gain muscle or, or gain weight or lose weight? Because you're either going to have to be in a calorie surplus or deficit. That's what matters. Right, right. Um, and you you stitched one of my videos about dad bods and how women yeah. don't really like dad bods. I say that all the time. Uh, what's your opinion on dad bods? Because there's so many, so many guys get butt hurt about it yep, when yep. I say that shit. Well, it all boils down to this right here. They did a study. They took a poll. They asked women what they thought a dad bod was. And you know who they picked? The beach shot of Jason Momoa after Aquaman, where he had gained like 10 pounds. And he had a little bit of a belly. The guy was still ripped, but just had a little bit of a belly. That's who women thought was a dad bod. And what women do is they get on there and they make these TikToks talking about, I need me a dad bod man. I need me a dad bod man. Because they know that those guys are going to flood those comments and get that algorithm up and, and, and take that bait. But what they don't actually understand is 365 days, uh, like 50 shades of gray, uh, 365 days to uh, Thor one through 15 uh, fast and furious. None of those guys are out of shape. <laughs> And all of these women are going crazy over these guys, and none of them look like what guys think a dad bod is. Mm-hmm. And, and there's there's a spectrum of it too. Like they did a scientific, or they did a study where they asked women uh, what you thought was attractive, and there is a point of negative return. Now guys get so offended, even people that I know like harped on me hard on Facebook when I said something about. It's all a lie. Like they're lying to you. They don't like that dad bod. They mm-hmm. think that it looks like this. And they jumped all over me. But they did a study that said, you don't need to be ripped. Okay. Because once you get to a certain point of muscle mass, it becomes a negative asset mm-hmm. to women. Like they won't talk to you then because you're too big. Yeah. Or you're, 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 you're too uh, ripped and in shape. And it, it, it becomes intimidating at some point. Because I mean, a six foot something guy is 225 pounds, 250 pounds of muscle is intimidating to a woman. Mm-hmm. And a woman that is used to that might be attracted to it, but it's going to be a small niche. But if you're 15% body fat and you're in shape and you're strong and you're masculine, that's all you need to do. You just mm-hmm. need to go to the gym and get in shape. You just don't need to be overweight. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what a lot of guys don't understand. You don't have to look like me. You don't have to look like like Thor in the new movie. You don't have to go to that extreme. You can you can get somewhere in between. Yeah, I, I would say you you just need to be better looking than the next guy, and, you, and that could just be that could be just, just be thinner. You know. Yeah. I'm I'm thinner than most of the guys in my area because I live out in the middle of nowhere in grass fed yeah. grass fed beef area, and so there's a lot, of, or I should say, corn fed beef area because there's a lot of corn fed dudes out here. And mm-hmm. they're just, you know, fat, beer guzzling slobs. And so yeah. I come on, I'm just like, I would say like an average looking dude. 
and but I'm thinner than them. And so chicks are like, oh, look at this guy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, denotes, it denotes psychologically to them that uh, he takes a little bit of respect for himself. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's got discipline. So he might be worth talking to. Plus, they're just thinking they're thinking with their hoo-hahs, thinking he, he's more attractive than this other guy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. You don't have to you can't like there's no no guys out here that look like uh, Jason Momoa or, you know, uh, Chris Hemsworth out here. So, yeah. So like I don't have to I don't have to get to that extreme level. No. <laughs> and I and I really probably didn't even have to look like I like I just really like it. Yeah. That's why people people will think that they have to like when I'm telling them about getting fit and stuff, they're looking at me going, that looks really hard. And I'm like, it, but you don't have to do that. I just want to. Yeah. So you don't have to follow my lead. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So you make a lot of red pill content. Um, How do you find your way into this space? Um, Like most people did, I had something happen in my life. And then my brother actually was already reading one of the books. He was reading the Rational Mail. And he said, hey, I've got this book on Audible. Just sign into the app and, and read it because I've already got it and you can just read it. And I was like, OK, well, I started listening to it and I listened to it three times in a row, like the whole book is three times in a row. And our family is very analytical. And it, it's mainly just, a, I guess, a, a masculine man thing. We just like to analyze and figure out why things are happening, what's going on. And everything he was saying was clicking because I was in a very bad relationship. I had just gotten out of a marriage. I started dating a girl. She was my BPD ex, just like Rolo. And um, all that stuff was going on. Well, uh he gave that to me because me and that girlfriend were off and on, off and on all the time, just like a BPD is. And, uh, and I read it, read it three times in a row and everything started to click. And I started, I started changing my behavior a little bit. And then I read the next book and then I read the next book. And then I read some of, um, I think Robert Greene's books and really started to mesh all together. And then I found their content because most guys nowadays, don't have a lot of time to read the books. That's why I do the audibles. Yeah. Oh, I, audible. I, I highly recommend audiobooks because it's, it's effortless learning. You can listen to it at the gym while you're, you know, out running while you're, you know, riding, or you're commuting to work in your car. You mm-hmm. can be listening to this stuff. It, it, it's not that hard. No. And, it, and a lot of times audible gives you credits too to read these books. So, that they're still getting paid and, and you're not having to pay for it. And it's just all beneficial. And, um, but you have to have that trauma. You have to have something going on in your life. I had all that going on with a girlfriend. And then just before that, I had lost four family members in two years, grandparent, grandparent, other grandparent, and then dad all within that time frame, And then her doing that, which is my fault too. I'll take responsibility for getting sucked into the BPD situation. Um, I needed something. So when I read that book, it really resonated with me and made sense. And it's all about application. And I was just having that discussion the other day, a guy called me on a, uh, 
co-host today live stream with me on TikTok. And I said, what you're describing is they know it's like a guy that watches basketball. He knows everything about basketball. He knows his score average. He knows why they lost, but he's never played. Mm -hmm. You have to apply it. So when I started applying it and saying, man, well, this works, but this doesn't work. Well, this works, but this doesn't work. And it's almost like developing social skills. <laughs> almost. Yeah. Almost. I, I, I got into the space. Uh, I, re I read a bunch of different books, but one of them, one of the big ones was how to be a 3% man by Corey Wayne. And yeah. he talks about, you know, you need to read his book 10 to 15 times. And the reason why is because when you go through a book once, you really only retain about 10% of it. There's studies that yeah. show that. So if you read it, you know, 10 times there, you're more likely to retain hundred percent of it. Right. So I've read, I've, I've read his book like 20 times. I've read a bunch of these other books, a, a, a bunch of times, but you, you can read these books a thousand times, but if you're not out there practicing it, it's just theory. It, it means no. it's, it's meaningless. Cause you're not going to sit here and go, wait a second. That references something in my life that have that's in that book. Let me go look, let me go back and look at that to, to see see what may be going on in that situation. And uh, like Richard Cooper said about the rational male, it's like uh, drinking through a fire hose. Yeah. Like you can't, there's no way you're going to retain it all at one time. That's how you can tell people don't really read the, uh, the books, but want to talk uh, trash about it and the haters online and everything. If I ask them a question and they're talking about the book and I ask them a specific question and they don't give me the answer that I know is in that book, I know they didn't read it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think I offended Rolo when I had him on the podcast because I told him that uh, I recommend that people read Rich's book first uh, yeah. if they're going to get into the space because his book is very short. It's very concise and it gives you actionable advice. And then if you want to go in depth on Red Pill, uh, then read Rolo's book. And I, I think Rolo kind of took offense to that a little bit uh, what i <laughs> it's all good when i mentioned it to rich though rich was like yeah that seems to be the consensus like everyone <laughs> says to do that well I, not, and not everybody learns like we do right like because i read that book and it I, all that stuff started making sense to me and i could put everything labels on everything and, and kind of figure it out but it took three times mm. and even for me so if somebody doesn't know anything about it, then the unplugged alpha might be the better way to go. Because people ask me, like, what does the wall mean? What does RP mean? Yeah. You know, what what is uh, the epiphany phase? Like, what what what's that? And then, you know, it's easier just I will just literally just click the blog link and send it right to them. That mm -hmm. way they can reference it all for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way of doing it. Uh, what do you think about content creators who label their content as red pill, but all they do is shit on women? Uh, well, they're they're MGTOW basically, but uh, are getting closer to uh, white pill. But that's what I have to objectively look at. Like people don't look to, at themselves objectively a lot of times. And what I'll do is I'll go back and look at my content and I'll say, what have I done lately with my content? Let's look at this video, this video. I haven't done something on this lately. It may seem like to them that it's going one-sided in my conversation. So I'll change it up a little bit and give them a new new perspective. But there are a lot 
a lot, a plethora of accounts online that are red pill that basically it's just dunking on women all day. I guess mm-hmm. that's all they're doing. They're just dunking on women. And I'm like, yeah, it's an easy way to build your channel because there's, there's the 80 percentile of guys, which is close to 90 percentile guys now that struggle with women. And it's easier to hate on them than it is to learn about them. And so it's really easy to grow that channel up big. But I'm thinking at the end of the day, like Ryan Stone says, yeah, but is it useful? Mm-hmm. Like, how is it useful? Well, what are they going to do with that info? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> used to, I used to steer away from uh, red pill stuff when I first got into this. And I used to think of myself as purple pill yeah. uh, until I actually started talking with these you know, bigger creators that have been doing this forever, like, you know, like Ryan and Rich and, and Rolo. And I realized that uh, red pill isn't, isn't all negative shit about women. You know, it, it's more about understanding them and then how, you know, men trading notes, you know, really at, at, at its core, uh, swapping notes on, on what works, what doesn't, and, you know, making yourself a better person and f- using yourself or having, um, yourself as your your own mental point of origin you know yes and that's really what it is it's not about hating women at all and once i realized that i was like oh geez you know maybe my content is kind of it's all about that stuff it's not yeah. <laughs> and it's not necessarily about hating on women every once in a while like i'd like to throw a dunking video out there too but that's yeah. just for, that's just for the clicks you know <laughs> that's that's why i changed my tiktok as of yesterday i changed it to more of i'm going to do short tips and i'm going to dunk on people because TikTok is not for long-winded discussions. Right. So I'll basically say, if you want to see the full video, go to my YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way of doing it, I think. Uh, changing gears here a little bit. What's uh, what's your relationship status? You're married, right? Yes, we are married. And uh, not to get too personal into it, but the government is not involved. Because that's the only way that I could really see it it working in the situation that it is now. And I basically told her and she was like, okay, like, you know, she, she wanted to be with me more than she wanted to have that involved. So Mm. that, that told me everything I need to know in that situation. And I can tell you, if you can't handle the relationship without getting them involved, then you probably can't handle it with them involved. Mm -hmm. So I can't really advocate marriage the way it's set up now because it's so one-sided government wise but i do think it can work you just may have to do things a little bit differently yeah yeah ryan stone is uh essentially common law married to his girl yeah. uh they've been together mm-hmm. for like 11 years seems to be working great um now you have some videos that this might get personal if you don't want to answer it's fine you have some videos talking about you know sleeping around or you know hit, with your dating girls around your area, was that before you got married then? Yeah. Or, or, okay. Mm-hmm. So you're not like in an open relationship. No, 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 no. Okay. She would, she would uh, absolutely lose her mind and I would absolutely lose my mind because like, mm-hmm. I'm very territorial. Like if I'm going to, um, if I'm going to be in a situation, if I won't take all the responsibility, I'm going to have total authority mm-hmm. and you're not going to do these things. But she is the type of person that we're in a situation now uh, where we're good. And um, that was all beforehand. But all the information is still there because um, I have most of my friends are either single or got girlfriends. And we talk about it daily. 
So we talk about, we'll try this, we'll try that, you know, uh, well, you need to change your account to this right here and you need to do your pictures like this. And it keeps it fresh on my mind because I don't want it to go away. For one, I want to be able to help people <clears throat> online that's struggling with that. At the same time, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen in your life. So mm -hmm. if you do need to get back in your single status later on, would you rather kind of little retain a little bit of that? Or would you just like be dumped out there that like most of the wives are when they get their first divorce and they're 35 and they're on TikTok crying? Like, I don't want to be in that situation. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah that, that's one of the reasons why I have the podcast is it, it always keeps it in the forefront because I'm always talking about it with other people, uh, other guys that are in the game. I'm always swapping the notes. Yep. And uh, I, I've been dating a nurse chick for a year now uh, and it's, it's going great, but yep. I like to still understand the concepts of, you know, pickup and game and, and dating strategies and stuff like that. Cause I'm also, it helps my relationship because I'm still dating her. I still take her out yep. on dates. Um, but yeah, a lot of guys will read these books, you know, a big one um, is the, the 3% man by Corey Wayne. I'm in a group on Facebook called uh, the 3% man group. And there's guys in there all the time that will have read his book 20 times, got their girl of their dreams, and then stopped reading the damn book and fall back in old habits. And then they lose that girl. And mm -hmm. then they come find their way back into that group like two years later. It's mm -hmm. like, well, dude, why did you stop reading the book? Why did you stop practicing it? You know, it's it, because the work they never still stops. believe they're still a believer. They mm -hmm. just wanted to use the information to get the one. Mm -hmm. And then once they got the one, they fell back on all those beta habits that they had. And that girl was felt like she was hoodwinked because mm -hmm. that's the reason I try to get these guys to make it part of them is you need to be genuine to that woman because she's betting what she's got on you. Mm -hmm. So shouldn't you be what she essentially bought with her marketplace value? Shouldn't you hold up your end of the bargain and be actually that genuine guy? And not just hoodwink them because that's what makes a girl matter than anything yeah. is that you're not the guy that you were supposed to be. Well, guys hate it too. Guys hate it. I mean, I fucking hate it. I had a I had yeah. a gal that uh man, she was just hot hotter than hell when I first met her. And you know, we ended up sleeping together. And it, right after we started sleeping together, she starts showing up in my house, like dressing all frumpy and shit, no makeup, yeah. like not even trying anymore. And I'm just like, Yep, what the fuck? And yeah. It's, it's, it's a bait and switch and women don't like it either. You know, women don't like it when you bait and switch them. You're like, Oh, you're, 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 you're fucking James Bond. You're, you're suave and stuff on dates. But then, uh, when she decides that she wants to be in a relationship with you, now you're like the lazy guy that just drinks beer and watches football all day. Come on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Come on. It man. happens. It happens a lot. And the main reason I try to help guys besides the fact to get them out of this front to make them better men is because I see that happening and I get just as mad at the guys as I do the girls, because we have a big problem here now with Western women, but the guys nowadays, you'll see them get married and then they quit. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, I have achieved my goal. I have my family and I have my wife and I have my kids. I, the work is done. I'm on the cross. Yeah. And um, they don't understand that. Like I told, I told my wife just yesterday, she said, she said, oh, we're dating. We're a lot more than dating. And I said, I said, no, we're still dating. We're always going to be dating. I said, the day that you don't think we're dating is the day we're going to have a problem in the relationship. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what a lot of the husbands need to understand is they're still dating that wife. And a wife goes through the stages in her life where she changes. She changes in the way she looks and it changes in the way she acts. And that's why that two year and, and seven year itch comes up. And a lot of times the situation is because you need to be holding up your end of the bargain. And guys don't realize they don't realize the easy that they have to do that because our testosterone in our body stays for such a long time and our ability to make money and grow value in our life continues to build the longer that we do it, that you can actually sit there and build value on yourself with the way that you look and the way that you are in life to way on into maybe your 50s or 60s and she'll never have any doubts because you were always the best one and you got better. Mm-hmm. And instead they just stop. They just stop. They don't work out. They don't do anything anymore. They act like she's almost like a burden in the household because she wants to go out and she wants excitement. And then what does she do? She starts manufacturing uh, drama because you're not giving anything to her. So. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's how that works. Um, yeah. So I actually had a question about this. You just did a video about this, about the, the seven year itch and, and it's, it's mm-hmm. your fault as the man. Uh, some guys, you also did a video on hypergamy mm-hmm. and like you stitched my video on hypergamy and how it's actually a good thing. You likened it to a woman is making a bet on her man. And sometimes it pans out. Sometimes it doesn't. What do yeah. you, what do you think about dudes that get so hung up about the idea of hypergamy? Cause it, it is a good thing. And if she is betting on you, then uh, as long as she thinks that you're her best option, she's not going to leave. A lot of these guys think that hypergamy mean, means that she's always going to leave a guy. And that's not always the case. So yeah. what do you think about guys that get so hung up on the idea of hypergamy? It all boils down to the burden of performance. We have that as men as a burden of performance. They are scared of that burden of performance. It's, it's a lot of responsibility. And with the lost boys generation, uh, we have that more often where the guys struggle to get anywhere in life. And when somebody online is telling you that there's this thing called hypergamy and it is the boogeyman and all women are the, for the streets and she's always going to leave you. It's not, you're not, she's not yours. It's just your turn kind of situation there's a hint of truth in there and that's all they need. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll just quit. I don't have to do anything then. And women are terrible. And that's basically the way it is. But like you were saying, if you were always her best option, because just because she thinks that she can do better than you, doesn't mean she can. And a lot of times you'll have wives that will sit there if they're bored in a relationship and they might look around a little bit and just think, you know, what, what can I possibly do in my situation? And then go, Oh, I can't, I can't do anything. I can't do better than him. Or they might never think about it because you have been on your game the whole time. And then there's some women that leave. And if you don't notice your woman changing after a certain amount of time, that is kind of your fault because we have couples with us that are friends, friend couples and stuff. And 
my wife will come tell me the gossip, you know, but if you don't think that your wife telling the other wife, is not going to come back to the husbands? You're wrong every time. That's why I don't like for spouses to tell too personal of things. Like I tell my wife, I'm like, I know you gossip, but there's certain things you don't say because there's certain things I don't tell and it will come back around in a circle and it's a degrading thing. And it kind of bottles up. You don't open up anymore after that because now you're not my, you're not on my team, Mm -hmm. but, but there's a lot of couples out there that I notice objectively where either the husband or the wife is gaining value and they're gaining the women. The woman is either getting better looking because she's taking care of herself. All of a sudden she's going to the gym. She's putting makeup on. She's got extensions. She's losing weight. Or you'll see the husband start to do the same thing. And I notice because when you start to, when you start to become red pill wear, you see the code. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I wonder what's going on here. And then there's always the telltale signs. A woman will always give herself away. And that's why I tell these guys, if you're not seeing it, you're not looking. Mm-hmm. Because, because when this starts to happen, when she gets this itch, it's usually about the same time in the relationship on down. And all you have to do is go to her social media. If you pull up her social media, like Instagram, and all of a sudden, for the past couple of weeks, she started posting hot selfies. It doesn't even have to be anything in sexy clothes. It could just be in nice clothes. Then mm-hmm. she's kind of posing back and she's taking glamour shots and stuff like that. If she's never done that, or if she hadn't done that in years, guys, that's a sign. And I'm not saying you go to her and you just grab the phone and you go, what's this? Mm-hmm. Because she's gonna, you're she's gonna clam shut faster than anything you've ever seen. Like she's not gonna tell you what's going on. You're being crazy. She's gonna start gaslighting. Yeah, that's when you go. Okay, I need to do something. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get me a gym membership. I'm gonna buy me some better fitting clothes. I'm gonna take that promotion at work. I'm going to do things here and there, but you're not doing it for her. You're doing it because you should have been doing it all along. And what benefits you benefits the whole family unit as a whole, because you're at the top tier of the ladder and all of that benefit trickles down to the rest of the family. So you sprinkle that on, they're all getting the benefit. And she's either going to, you're either going to notice her change in behavior or it's going to be time to cut quits, but wouldn't it be better to be in shape and have that promotion and do me better in your life and get that breakup going on than to be in your same position you are now and then have to start over. That would suck. Yeah. You'd be, <laughs> you'd be behind the eight ball at that point, at least yeah, at, it, 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 six it, months ago. Yeah. At least when, <laughs> when you focus on yourself and you do that to make yourself better because you notice, well, shit, you know, it, yeah, you, you'll definitely be in a, a better position. What do you, you also talk about how, um, and you've mentioned it already, but when stuff starts going south like this, it's it's the man's fault, right? Like, and I it agree is, with that. I agree with that one hundred percent. Because if you're the leader in the relationship, you're the captain of the ship. You know, it's your your ultimate responsibility to keep that relationship in check. Mm-hmm. Now, now, um, Ryan Stone says it's not the man's responsibility to keep the relationship in check. He's like the the relationship is the woman's responsibility. However. Mm-hmm. 
if you look deeper into what Ryan says, it's like you need to focus on yourself being the best possible option. You know, like you need to go to the gym, you need to stay on, stay on your grind, focus on your purpose and that kind of stuff. Cause then you're being her best option, which will in turn make her want to invest more. So that means that if she's not wanting that relationship around, it's because you're not doing these things. So therefore, yeah, it's a long fucking circular. I mean, (laughs) put it simple, put it simple. He is a, he's assuming in that conversation that you're already doing what you're supposed to be doing, that you're like him. Yeah. So he's assuming it's her responsibility because I've already done this. Right. So she would inherently want to do that. So if she's not, and you are on top of your game, that then that's a big problem. Then there's something going on there. That's what I think people don't understand is, yeah, it is her responsibility, but it, it's because I'm on my game. Yeah. So if you're not on your game, like it's your responsibility to get on your fucking game then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So yes, therefore it's your responsibility. Um, I think we, uh, I'll have one more question for you, then we can wrap this up. Okay. Um, so you, you talked to a little bit, you mentioned the, the lost boys generation, not having a purpose, uh, already. So you made a video on lost boys and men not having a purpose. And you said, uh, you, men really should stop looking for a purpose and just go out and do something for you. Can you elaborate mm-hmm. on that? Yeah. Um, so basically everybody wants that flag. They want that representation of what they're supposed to do in life. And they want something to climb towards. But what they don't understand is you just need to go do something. Like if you, if you're not doing anything productive towards you, that's the reason you don't have a purpose. Like stop worrying about purpose in life and learn a new skill. Go learn to play the guitar. Go learn how to fly fish. Um, go, go join a bowling team. Like go join a, a, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu dojo something so that you can get in with a group of guys and start to start develop social skills in the community and maybe want to take more care of yourself because guys do and and women just are. And that's a very good, it's a very good representation because like, for example, the closet collapsed the other day, we came home, the whole closet, everything was gone. Okay. She comes in there and she goes, uh, I guess we need to fix the closet. Now, did she go buy the hardware? Did she cut the wood? Did yeah. she, did she, Who's we? Yeah. yeah, she didn't do any of that. She kind of came in there and said, looks good. Looks good. Take that skill that you have naturally <clears throat> from wanting to do things and, and interpret it in your life, put it out there. Like I said, it can be anything as long as it's productive to you. Now, playing video games for 12 hours a day and having the best KD ratio of anybody in town, probably not the best thing. But I'm not against playing video games. But if you even joined a gym, like I made so many friends just from joining a gym and people actually come and talk to me more out in public because I am more physically fit. And people can say, well, yeah, right. Well, if they came up and that's the first thing they said, and then we started having a conversation, then we became friends. That was a way of me developing social skills to where I don't even have to say something to somebody. They can talk to me and 
that's how you build connections. What if that person has something in their life connection wise that I really need? Mm -hmm. I've made that connection now. So if I was a fly fisherman or I went hunting or I learned how to play guitar, drums or, or learned vocals and joined a band, that's a way to find something in your life. And you may just stumble across something that you were meant to do and you just have the skill set for it. I mean, sorry, kids. I thought that I was supposed to be a paleontologist after watching Jurassic Park for the 187th time, but it just wasn't in the cards for me, you know? Mm -hmm. So I had to, I had to immediately put, put down childish things and, grow my skill set in life and develop and get out there and just meet people. Got it. Okay. But you do, you do think that men need uh, some kind of purpose in life, right? Eventually you need something. Now it may be many things, but it's going to, it's going to develop from something like it, it, it could develop from you. You really want to be a doctor or something. If that's what you think you need to do, you need to cut out anything in your life that is hindering you from getting that direction. Even if it's a, a spouse or something like that, if they are not on board with your goal in life and that goal is not hurting anybody and it's going to benefit you later in life, they need to get on board with that. And you need to tell them, this is what I'm going to do. And it doesn't even have to be like, just pick something. Mm-hmm. Like just pick something and go for it because you may get a year or two into that and say, Hey, I don't think that's that's for me, but this other thing I really like to do and people will say, well, yeah, but you'll just keep going and going and failing and failing. And I'm like, that's that's part of being a man. Mm-hmm. Like in your in your 20s, you should be failing so often that you just get used to that failure. And then when you hit a point to where it's like it clicks and you got something going because that guy, I can guarantee you, like somebody like Elon Musk. He didn't just stumble upon Tesla. Like that didn't just work. You know, and I'm not saying you're going to be Elon Musk, but like um, John Fitch, him being a fighter, think about how long he fought in like the underground circuits where he's making little bits of money to where he actually got to the UFC and had all that going on. Yeah. It, it takes time and you've got to develop those skills and you're not just going to stumble on it. You need to pick something and go. That's what you need to do. Just pick something and shoot. Yeah. I think that's a good advice. And the reason I, I specifically wanted to ask you about that is because uh, a lot of the guys that follow this um, are guys that study the how to be a 3% man book and stuff. And, and, and a lot of uh, books on the subject talk about how it's so important for a man to be on his purpose and stuff like that. And a lot of guys are like, okay, great. But what how do you find a purpose and what the fuck is my purpose? And they no idea how to even find it. And so I, th- I really thought your video was, was good on that. Like just, just find something that's interesting to you and go with it for a while. You might stumble sure. on your actual purpose in life. Exactly. <laughs> and it doesn't, it doesn't take very much. Like just, just pick something and go. That's pretty much all you can say. Yeah. Great advice, man. Great advice. Clint, uh, this has been a great conversation, man. Uh, thanks for joining me. Where can people find you online? Uh, well, I have the uh, YouTube Viking Dad Wisdom. I have uh, Instagram that's more about fitness. It's Viking Dad Fitness. And then I have the TikTok, which is Viking Dad Wisdom on the same name and uh, Twitter. Yeah. 
Twitter, you, you just changed your name recently. It's like Rooster. Yeah, it's a it's a joke based on the, the, the stuff that's going on in San Francisco right now. I'm basically just harping on them over it, banning the word chief. But uh, so I was <laughs> like, uh, uh, right now, I think on there is uh, Chief Viking Chicken. Yeah. Right now on there, and I got a picture of a Polish chicken with his big headdress. But it's all basically a mean goof on that right now. I think that we got away from humor. Mm-hmm. And we need to make fun of stupid things. So if somebody does something stupid, we need to be okay with making fun of it. I think. I I agree with that. I, so I'll I'll post links to all these in the in the show notes here. All right, Clint. Again, thanks for joining me, brother. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, Clint. Thanks again, man. This was a really fun conversation. Like I said, like I say that it's just about everybody. Just about. I don't say it to everybody. Go back and listen to my episodes where I don't say this. And you'll, you'll go, oh, Paul didn't like that guy. <laughs> Paul didn't like that guy. But Clint, you're welcome back anytime, brother. Um, yeah, if I don't say that to people at the end of the show, that's just that maybe comment about this if you're watching on Facebook. Comment about this. but uh, And then I'll know that you've watched this far, right? Because a lot of people don't watch this far. <laughs> but comment, let me know that you heard me say that. And then you'll know you'll be on the, you'll be in the inner circle. You'd be like, Oh, Paul, Paul didn't welcome that person back. Fuck that guy. (laughs) I don't like all my guests either guys. Shit. Um, but I like Clint. So great conversation. Um, I said it at the, the beginning of the episode, help support the show guys. I want to bring, make this podcast my full-time gig. If I can focus everything on this podcast, I can grow it bigger than and better than ever. I can get the best guests on. Um, I can reach more men and help more men that want to be helped. Right. And I can only do that if you help me. Um, and so check out my Patreon link is in the description or go to patreon.com slash come on man pod, patreon.com slash come on man pod. Trying to build a, a discord, a private discord community of like-minded guys where you know, we're actually, everybody's invested. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're not bullshitters. They want to level up. So they're, they're actually paying money because they know that this is going to be something right. And then, you know, with that, I, you guys basically have direct access to me. Um, there's also higher tiers. If you guys want to have a video conversation like this, um, you know, we've got a tier for group zoom calls, and then there's a a tier for one-on-one calls. Plus, there's a bunch of other goodies, other benefits uh, that you get just by supporting the show. So check it out. Link is in the description or just browse to patreon.com slash come on man pod. And let's connect. Let's connect. All right. Other than that, I don't have anything else for this week. So I guess I will be seeing you guys next week on Monday. Oh, Dr. Pepper, get you some. This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.